0: hunter dickinson will announce his decision today on where he'll be playing college basketball next season and while it will not be at indiana it is a decision that will or could at least impact the hoosiers you are locked on hoosiers your daily podcast on the indiana hoosiers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what is up everybody welcome into another episode of locked on hoosiers i'm your host as always jacob rude want to thank you guys for making us your first listen your first watch every single day you guys know the deal head on over to youtube if you can hit that subscribe button join in on the uh the the parade of subscribers we've had there over the last couple of weeks and months Hunter Dickinson has been the top name in the portal, maybe the the best player in the portal this spring. He announced that he'll be announcing when his decision is, an announcement for an announcement on Wednesday. He had a lengthy post on uh, Twitter discussing how tough of a decision it was to leave Michigan and and closing the door on any kind of return to Michigan and then announcing that he would be making his decision on Thursday. Uh, for one, if we're looking at ways it impacts Indiana, they don't have to play him next season. Potentially. That I should say they don't have to play him in the Big Ten next season. They could still play him because... Right now, Kansas is kind of seen as one of the frontrunners, maybe the frontrunner. Kentucky's been mentioned a lot. He took a visit there. He went He went to Kansas as well. From the outside looking in without having followed this along step for step, it certainly feels like Kansas is the frontrunner for his services. How does that matter to the Hoosiers? Well, obviously they would still play Hunter Dickinson next season, which... They're very familiar with him, but in a different way, it could have an impact. Mackenzie Mbako just finished his visit at Kansas on Wednesday. He's still going to be visiting Bloomington. Uh, He's still, from the sound of it, intends to visit IU and Louisville. Things tend to go well when IU gets guys on campus and is able to have them take a visit. So as long as the visit still happens, I'm confident the Hoosiers have a shot. But would Hunter Dickinson committing to Kansas have an impact on whether Mbako goes to Kansas? They do have enough room for both in terms of scholarships. Because they had a guard, Kyle Cuff Jr., enter the portal on Wednesday. If you're trying to read tea leaves and see dominoes falling and think that this all means something, opening up a second scholarship spot when one of the top transfers, probably the top transfer and the top remaining recruit, both are going to be on campus uh within a couple days of one another Kansas should probably be feeling pretty good about where they're at right now but let's say dickinson goes to kansas does that change whether the hoosiers are a favorite potentially for mbako you could uh, you could kind of spin this however you wanted they they don't play the same position dickinson obviously is a center mbako is more of a forward Small forward, power forward, maybe, but probably more of a small forward. So there isn't an overlap there. It would be more of a play style thing, however much that matters. Look, Kansas has had loaded teams before and found success. So I don't know that that plays into it too much. If anything, it might hurt the Hoosiers, depending on whether Mbako wants to go somewhere where he could potentially win a title. Obviously, we know very little about his recruitment. There's been a reason I haven't talked a lot about it on this podcast because we've heard very little about it. So we don't really know what he's prioritizing. Does he want to go somewhere where he can have a chance to shine? Because I think that would be at IU over Kansas, especially if Dickinson goes there. The ball's going to be in his hands a lot more at IU than it would at Kansas. But if winning a title is his uh biggest goal then Kansas would have that easily over the Hoosiers. NIL money, Kansas has probably got a, a fair amount of it. The Hoosiers do too. I think IU is probably competitive in that regard. If you're looking at where you can best showcase yourself and take a step to the next level in the draft. While IU is improving and I think certainly is becoming a place to do that. I mean Kansas literally is like one of the very, very best spots in the country. Maybe the best spot uh, in the country to go showcase your talents and move on to the next level. It's interesting. If I were a guessing man, I would say that Dickinson going there might sway Ngbako to Indiana a little bit. There would be a lot more openings there, but that's purely as a guess. As I said, we've given no indication, been given no indication about how he's leaning in his recruitment at all. It sounds like St. John's might be the leader, but it feels like a lot of that is based simply on him being from the area, from New Jersey, and not a whole lot else. So this is about as in the dark as you can be about a recruitment. He left. He left Kansas, and he didn't commit. As a, at least as I'm recording this, he hasn't committed, and so. Uh, if he lands in Bloomington and is able to take that visit, I'll feel really good about the Hoosiers chances, but we'll see if this, if Hunter Dickinson decision plays into any of this at all, if they get Dickinson and Mbako, like they're a title favorite, maybe the title favorite, they'd be up there with the very best. That would be an incredible, uh, couple of commitments and what would probably be a, a couple of days or. Couple weeks apart, so we'll see how that plays out. But Dickinson, if he does go to Kansas, he's not out of our lives, he will be back in Assembly Hall next season. This all is kind of tied into the Hoosiers in general, uh, with Dickinson and Mbaco right now. So we'll see how all that pans out. We don't have much for the IU men's basketball team, but the IU women's basketball team has been making. Some scholarship offers that are very interesting, including to one of the top players in the country in the 2025 class. We'll give you some details on that here in a moment. First, let's talk about built Bar. I remembered to bring them into the room today. I got built Bars when I was at Sam's Club recently. You can see that that says Churro. For those of you looking on uh, YouTube... These are amazing guys, hundred percent real chocolate. They, they taste incredible. This one, churro flavor, the brownie butter, brownie batter uh, puff is the other one. There isn't a catch here. It's hundred percent real chocolate. It's 130 calories. It's four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. Uh, it, It's, it, it's, It's so good. It's healthy. It's tasty. It feels like there should be a catch. There isn't. You can head to built.com. You can pick up a box of your own today, or if you're out at the store at Walmart or at Sam's club, like I was, you can pick them up. They have cookies and cream, double chocolate bar and coconut puff at Walmart. And then a variety box of the churro and brownie batter at, um, at Sam's club. So head on over there today, pick some up and thank me later. Big shout out to you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Or for those of you on YouTube who uh, not only made us your first watch on Tuesday or excuse me on Wednesday, but you guys provided some insight. I didn't think about when we discussed the schedule for the big 10 and why they do the things they do. And honestly it's on me. A lot of you pointed out the obvious it's about money. (laughs) That is why there's a 20 game schedule. That's why all these things, uh, all these decisions that don't seem to really make sense. It's for money. And you're right. You're hundred percent right. I didn't even mention that. I was, I was, (laughs) I guess, naive. I recorded it very late at night. Um, the, that is the driving force. You get more money if you play more games. Uh, so Ultimately, um, that, that is what's going to impact all their decision-making. Uh, Jack said that he thinks they'll keep the same number or add games to make money. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, if they take, if we take away two conference games, this is from Adam, take away two conference games and replace them with Southeast Missouri state, North Florida. There's no way our strength of schedule is beneficial. Give me 20 conference games. Absolutely. Um, I would just get rid of two conference games and not add anything anywhere else. But that's me. I, I don't know how feasible that is. You're not wrong, but I would just take them out in the middle of conference season. And there isn't really a spot non-conference play to add them. I don't think it needs to be an either. Or if it is, I see your point. I would just remove two games from the schedule. um, and then, as Mike said, as far as the schedule and number of games, it's all about money. Yeah, I, that 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 is right on, right on the money. It's all about money. Uh, and then Robert said he mentioned something I didn't. He said he think it would be helpful if the Big Ten would end the Big Ten tournament on Saturday rather than Sunday. All the rest you can get at that point in the season matters. So maybe having an extra day off helps. Uh, it's never bothered the Hoosiers. They don't get past Saturday anyway. Uh, but I under, your your point is valid. Playing all the way up to basically when the the brackets are announced means that the result of the Big 10 title game never really factors into the seeding. Like it just doesn't because it, it happens so late. Ending it on Saturday means it would factor into the decision-making. So big shout-out to all you guys who left comments there. If you have thoughts on today's episode, let me know down below. We can we can discuss it and see what you guys think. Do you think Hunter Dickinson going to Kansas will impact Mbaco's decision at all? Uh, let me know what you guys think down below. Let's talk about women's basketball because they've made a couple of interesting offers in the last couple of weeks and none of them have really been transfer offers. We talked about Lexi Darnaski, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. She ended up going to North Carolina. We mentioned that. And that has been the only and earnestly the only transfer rumor. I discussed Haley Van Lith. That never amounted to anything. She went to LSU So, that's been literally the only transfer rumor. What we do have is some news about scholarship offers to high school players. So, on Wednesday, Wednesday evening, the Hoosiers offered Madison Francis. It's probably not a name you know. She is from New York, class of 2025, a 6'2 wing, who is number 8 in the class, according to... ESPN they only have a top 25 for uh 2025 ironically but Madison Francis is among those listed she received she she tweeted out a thank you that she had received an offer from the Hoosiers on Wednesday which it's a, it's a big deal to be in the conversation with players like this Indiana doesn't often get in the mix for these top players on the women's side, Terry Morin is very calculated in how she recruits and she's not throwing scholarship offers out there willy nilly. It's it's why it's been such a quiet transfer portal season for the Hoosiers because she's very specific in how she, who she goes after, what players she targets, but offering Madison Francis it's rare. The Hoosiers feel that they can be in the mix for these types of players, but this is one of the dividends of being as relevant nationally. If the Hoosiers have been the last couple of seasons is that suddenly people prospects, players recognize you recognize your style of play. See you on ESPN, see you on TV and become interested in playing for you. Uh, that does as much recruiting as anything else when it comes to uh, trying to land these high school players. So Francis is listed as a four star recruit right now. There are only six, five star recruits in this class. This is so far out that I'm, I'm not putting a ton of stock, but I would simply say she's one of the top 25 players in the 2025 class. And that ranking might change as things get closer. Her stats last season were insane. She plays, as I said, uh, at New York, Lancaster Central High, where she averaged 22 points, 12.1 rebounds, 2.9 assists, four steals, 3.2 blocks per game, 7.2 stocks per game. That's obscene. That is obscene stats. So a 6-2 wing. Look, sign me up. I'm all in, but she gets an offer from the Hoosiers even further out into the future. The Hoosiers offered 2026. (laughs) I can't believe we're at a point where we're offering 2026 players, 2026 uh, Ashlyn Koopal. Don't ask me anything about where she's ranked. ESPN is where I've been getting these rankings. They just kind of have an alphabetical list of players worth noting for the class of 2026, and it does not include Ashlyn Kupel. I don't know that that really means anything because the class of 2026 is so very far away. Uh, she attends Wagner High School in Wagner, South Dakota. This is not necessarily recent. Uh, this was April 26th that she made this, again, had this tweet saying that she had a great talk with the staff and uh, announced that they had offered her. She's listed at 6'2 as a guard. That is the extent of what we, what we have on her uh, outside of that. There's not a ton of information. She was named the kind of area girls basketball player of the year, the newspaper's girls basketball player of the year for her class. Um, she averaged 22 points, seven rebounds a game uh for her team. They finished second in state last or er, last year. She's a guard slash forward. I assume. It was 21 points, 8.3 rebounds per contest. Uh, her team went 24 and two. That's about all we have in in regards to what uh, information we have on her. If I use offering her this far out, she's good. Uh, that is the extent of my analysis on the situation. What I would say in kind of discussing the present day Hoosiers and not 2025 in 2026 is that it seems like Indiana doesn't really feel that it is necessary to go get players in the transfer portal. There's been no updates, nothing along those lines. The Hoosiers have four open scholarship spots, but as we said, no uh, information on them pursuing anybody. Look, realistically they have, at least 10 people on this list of 11 that can be in the rotation. Ariel Wisney has been in the rotation before. She would be like a third string center on this team. She's played before. So I guess realistically you could say 11, but outside of her, I would feel very comfortable with these other 10 players. And maybe Terry Morin does. We, the starting five of Scalia Holmes, Chloe, Sydney and Garzon. We know that starting five is good. They played together this season. Bargesser played a lot this season, especially for a freshman. Lily Meister looked good in the NCAA tournament game she had to play. Sandvik saw some minutes. Uh they kind of dwindled as as the year went on, but she saw some minutes. And then you're adding two uh missed basketballs from their respective states, and Lene Beaumont and Jules LaMandola. So Maybe Terry Morin isn't in desperate need of adding anybody. I'd be surprised if ultimately nobody is added. But that being said, yeah, realistically, 10, 11 people can play on this roster right now. And we know Terry Morin likes short benches anyway, so it would leave the Hoosiers in an interesting situation midseason where they could potentially use that those extra scholarship spots and pick up midseason transfers. We'll have to see, but they don't seem all that interested or uh, not a whole lot of sense of urgency, I guess, when it comes to the transfer portal right now, if there is any updates, we will let you guys know about that. There was one offer the men's basketball team had. So one more new name to get to know. We'll talk about who that is. Plus a transfer on the football team as well. We'll do all that here in a moment. The men's basketball team offered another player in the 2024 class. Patrick Ngongba the second, received an offer from the Hoosiers on Wednesday, a name that had kind of been floated around, and somebody that has impressed, it sounds like, during the April evaluation period, uh, he receives the offer from the Hoosiers. He is, he's a big boy, six ten center, number eighty nine in the class. He has offers from a number of places, but um, it's kind of a mixed bag. Some of them are bigger places. So, like he has offers from Radford, for example, but the Hoosiers. Kansas State, Georgetown, Iowa, and Syracuse are the big ones. Uh, I can pull up IU men's team just to get a sense. They're offering a lot of scholarships for 2024, but they'll have room. Uh, So if we want to take a look at that, I'll bring that up while we're talking about his scouting report. They already have four openings, and that's assuming both Anthony Leal and Trey Galloway take their extra year. And, for example, someone like Khalil Ware doesn't go to the draft. Uh, so you're you have a lot of spots open but on Ngongba scouting report on him from Brandon Jenkins of 247 Sports back in March uh, quote Ngongba plays for one of the top high school basketball teams in the country in Fairfax Virginia surrounded by high major talent Ngongba provides them with a potentially elite target on the inside at 6'10 with a wider frame Ngongba has a polished back to the basket games, and owns great touch around the rim. He's skilled, and his moves down low are very instinctual. While he may not post insane numbers on the high school ranks, he could project as a notable name in the college game. This seems to be kind of the trend for what the Hoosiers want in kind of a four-out, one-in style. And Ngongba uh, fits that mold as someone who could be the one-in on that four out one in, so uh we this i mean you can look at that malik renew would be around and potentially where if things go well where is one and done in bloomington it's also interesting you can read into this however you want i don't read much into it obviously flory badunga is the big name for 2024 and he's a center you're probably not bringing in two freshman centers. Those two certainly can't play together. Maybe this is a bit of insurance. Uh, I'm not reading a lot into it. The Hoosiers have done a lot to make Badunga a priority. So, if he doesn't like have the Hoosiers included in his final list or anything like that, I don't know that there's a lot more else they could have done. But ultimately... It's interesting that they're offering another center. Always have a plan B would be my guess, but um, we'll see how much that matters. But just a, a thing of note. Also on Wednesday, earlier in the day, uh, on the football field, defensive lineman Paul Randolph committed to the Hoosiers. He has four years of eligibility left. He is a three star or was a three star recruit. Came from Arizona State. Didn't play at all his freshman season. So has the four years of eligibility. Uh, Had offers between high school and the transfer portal. They were so close to one another that it was largely the same thing. But had offers from Michigan, Minnesota, Cincy, Kansas State, Kansas, and Memphis. He talked to Peaks. uh, I believe he was on campus this past weekend. There was a number of quotes in there, but an interesting one that stuck out to me. Dexter Williams was the one who kind of hosted him on his visit, uh, said, quote, I spent time with Dexter Williams. He told me that it's a great place and that I will love everything that they have going on there. I can't wait to get there and get to work with them and get started. It's going to be fun and competitive and I'm ready to get started with those guys and to get a feel for the brotherhood. So Hoosiers have added a number of players in the transfer portal during this kind of spring uh, window adding some depth I don't know a ton to make of it defensive line hasn't been good for a couple of years so maybe you're able to get some production out of one of these guys but we'll see how those things pan out we'll get a better sense as a after the window closes and whatnot We'll, we'll do some previews into this summer on the football team but They added another defensive lineman on Wednesday. Thanks again, guys, for making locked on Hoosiers, your first listen every day, every day is tomorrow on the show, barring any new transfer news or rumors or updates. We'll talk about race Thompson as a season recap, uh, look back on his season with the Hoosiers. So follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review all of that. Great stuff. Appreciate all the support you guys continue to give us. Uh, as always guys, hope you guys have a a great Thursday. I do mean that. And most importantly, LEO